Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the corner of truth and courage. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, I'm going to be going through some events, news, and stuff that's going on, giving you some commentary. You know, there's a couple of anniversaries that um, that we have reached. Uh, one is 25 years since the death of Princess Diana. Got some thoughts about that. I was in England uh, when she died. Uh, some some thoughts that I want to share with you there. Uh, we've just recently also uh, passed one year since uh, Biden uh, took our troops out of Afghanistan. There's some money that he wants to send them. <laughs> uh, you'll be surprised about that, I think, here. We'll cover cut into that. And there's some other news of um, Islam around the world, what's going on in the Middle East, and so we can have a better understanding of what's going on. Things that the probably your news, you know, people that you listen to aren't covering, but uh, we think is important for Christians and people here in the West to be aware of so that we are better informed before uh, uh, forewarned is to be forearmed, as they say. But also, let me say this. Uh, next week is, uh, of course, Labor Day here in America, in, which kicks off our fall fundraising campaign. And so just giving you a heads up, we'll be starting that next week. But I've got a special week of uh, programming that I am lined up for next week, talking about the the threat to the freedom of speech that is coming and that is largely already here in North America, in Western civilization. I want to share some things with you there next week about that, and I hope you'll uh, tune in to be a part of that because I'll be covering some material that you probably aren't aware of and you need to be, okay? All right, um, 25 years ago, Yesterday, Princess Diana died. I remember that day very, very well. It was a Sunday morning. We woke up to this shocking, shocking news. She died at the early age of 36, kind of been immortalized as a result of that because of her tragic death. She married into a crowded marriage. Of course, uh, her husband, Prince Charles, Still was um, affectionate to Parker Bowles, which he later did marry, and is now his current wife. And she suffered quite a bit from that. I remember when she got engaged, uh, I, I got to see her for the first time in my life. I saw her on her engagement tour. I was just a teenager, still in high school. It, it was it was big news, and we all fell in love with her instantly. She really changed the royal family. She had a an impact that, uh, of course, her children is uh, William and Harry and so on there being future kings, um, at least William, and the influence that she had because of her being a commoner, marrying into royalty, was going to be a bumpy road. And it's proven today, you know, that that's still the case. Uh, with the future generations, and it will always be because uh, the royal family is not like any other family. You're marrying into a glass bowl and criticized and looked at from every angle. Uh, 
the lack of privacy, and that kind of what brought her death, the chasing of the paparazzi and and her new boyfriend, Dottie Fayad, uh, who also died in the car crash there. The, the, the thought I want to make is this. You know, see, I wasn't alive during the shooting and the death of Kennedy and the landing uh, on the moon. I just missed that. But this was that one event. I witnessed a nation mourning, and it was really really interesting and it was almost similar to 9-11 I mean just the stun the stunning the shock and all those things that you go through the emotional upheaval it was something that gripped the country and I'm here to say that God has ways of getting our attention and I believe that Our nation here in America is in big, big trouble. And we think, well, things can't turn around. I mean, it's just uh, impossible to bring change. I'm here to say that God has a way of bringing about a change in our world. He, He has the capability of doing it. You know, what I witnessed there with the death of Diana, although it was, you know, not on the lines of what I'm talking about of national revival at all in any way, but I'm here to tell you God can capture our attention and do it internationally. And I'm praying to that end. I'm still praying for revival, and I pray that you too will always have that that heart. And I, you know, it's just something about this this event that happened 25 years ago. I remember it. I remember it well. And uh, it just captured our hearts. And we were looking for answers. We were looking for, you know, what, why and, and, and how did this happen and stuff there. We're looking for answers. And people are still looking for answers today. And it can take uh, something um, big that could grip our hearts and bring us, like 9-11 did. It had a short effect. The churches filled up. People know that, you know, when we have big things like this, we, we turn to God. It's, it's just an instinct, isn't it? God put that in us to show us that we need him. And just like Princess Diana's death um, and 9-11, these things can happen. All right, let me get move on to the one-year anniversary of uh, Biden's withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan. Now, let me say this, and I'll, I'll say it again because I, I want to, I, you know, I'm on record for saying this. I supported the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan, but I do not commend the way that Biden went about it. It was the worst way possible. It was a botch up, um, a you know, event. There's still Americans that are trapped over there, and. Uh, and, and it was a, a tragedy in how it fell. We, we did not uphold our promises that we gave to those who helped us and supported us while we were there. We gave billions of dollars of equipment and infrastructure to the Taliban, to the very people that we were fighting. You know, it almost made like the 20 years that we fought over there to be a complete loss. Why did I support the withdrawal? Is because we cannot force democracy on nations, on any nation. We have no right to do that. But especially to try to do that on Muslim nations, um, 
They don't get it, and they won't get it because of their religion. The only way you're going to be successful is you have to remove Islam from the equation, which is near impossible. And so it's a, it, it was a waste of time. We should have gone over there to fight, to come to a victorious victory, to put down the Taliban so that they couldn't be a threat against us and move our troops out. We shouldn't have stayed there. We were there way, way too long in trying to fight the battle with soldiers for their hearts. That's not the way to do it. It's a, you know, you're just wasting money. So pulling out, yes, was the right decision. How Biden did it was a disaster. It really was. But here's the thing. He is now wanting to to send $7 billion to Afghanistan. And he says, well, this is not going to go into the pockets of the Taliban. You know, we're going to make sure it's only going to be for humanitarian needs. Yeah, right. Like, that's going to happen. And um, why in the world we are trying to rebuild that nation with American taxpayer dollars is a mockery against us and so anyhow that is um shocking and we should all be appalled that uh, biden thinks that we should send them money anyhow nigeria <clears throat> we've been talking about nigeria from time to time for the for you know the last four or five years of the constant um <clears throat> efforts to annihilate the christians in that land the muslims trying to perform their jihad and now the courts of Nigeria have ruled that Sharia, uh, that, that, that Islamic courts affirming Sharia blaspheming laws are constitutional. That it's okay for them to, what's happening here is that the the courts, the secular government, is giving in to the will of the Muslims, even though it has been a largely a Christian nation. They are bending and submitting to the pressures of Islam, and um, it is a shame to see this happen. But it is a common. Um, thing because of fear because we're afraid because we don't want bloodshed we give in to the bully and that's what's happening in nigeria uh let's move on uae recently signed uh trump's uh, abraham accords and normalized relations with israel what a an amazing um thing that that Trump was able to accomplish in the Middle East. Not only did he move our uh, embassy to Jerusalem, which many presidents have said that we should do it, we're going to do it, and didn't have the courage to do it. Trump did. Trump brought about the most significant uh, peace deal. I don't know if I've covered much of this with you in the past, but, um, you know, the... Uh, what's happened is amazing, and UAE is one of the groups, the United Arab Emirates, very rich, rich nation. Now, though, what have they done? 
because Biden is in control and he can't trust America anymore, doesn't feel that America has their back, they have now restored diplomatic ties with Iran. So in other words, uh, you know, they are um, trying to butter their bread from both sides for safety reasons there. They want to, you know, they, they want to be friendly with the West. They want to have relations with Israel because that is a financial, great financial move for them. But they're afraid of threats from Iran, and so they're trying to, you know, keep the bully happy by doing that. Uh, if you're not familiar with what's going on in the news here uh, in Iraq, um, Muqtada al-Sadr is, uh, you know, the acting president, if you can call him that there. They've not been able to form a government. What's going on over in Iraq in the, uh, the new uh, violence and all that stuff that's erupting over there. Let me just kind of explain it. It is a Sunni-Shia struggle. The Shias are regaining strength in the country. And the Sunnis, which had ruled, um, even though they were in the minority, uh, the Shias are gaining power. But what's interesting is that they're also severing ties with Iran, in a way, under Maqtada Sadar. And um, he, we need to keep our eye on him. Some things there just don't, they, they don't look right. And I'm fearful of what might be developing there, and we're going to keep our eye on that. Well, that's going to be it for today. Uh, join us again tomorrow when we cover more here at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.